Welcome to the Something to Think About podcast, where we take a closer look at what the Bible says about common questions. I am Andre Palmer. Welcome back to our last look on interacting with God, five keys to effective prayer. So, so far we have been looking on this month, five keys to effective prayer. And we started out by looking on good memory versus bad memory, what you remember and the effects of that. And we've been looking on the five keys so far, which is making a request known to God, prophetic declarations, thanksgiving at midnight, which brings us now to the fourth key, intercession. It naturally flows out of the declarations. Jeremiah 18, 20 says, good should not be paid back with evil. They dig up it to take my life. But hear this part now. Remember how I stood in your presence and pleaded for them in order to turn your anger away from them. So there's a problem. And sometimes the problem is external. Sometimes persons make requests that you pray for them. Sometimes you're in church and you see the problem. But you don't know what to do because you're afraid because sometimes the person is, uh, is, is hot-headed. You might say something and them, them very thin-skinned and them, them blow off very easily. So here's the thing. Jeremiah. God gave Jeremiah the vision. He spoke the vision that God gave him. They tried to kill him because of what he said. Further down in Jeremiah, Jeremiah wrote down a prophetic vision. And the king destroyed the, 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 the tablet of stone, the, 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 um, the scroll, because he spoke negative things against the kingdom. But God is saying, plea, come to me, come to my presence and ask me to turn my anger away from the church, away from the community, away from your family, because he wants to be compassionate towards the community. This is important because you are asking God to be merciful. It's also important because you're asking God to have compassion. It is also important because you're asking God to protect. You're also asking God to save, to comfort, and to guide. Those same five expressions of love that we started out earlier talking about. You're asking God to love the community. When you do that, your heart towards the community will change. You live in a community that you hate for years and you're asking God to have compassion towards the community. You yourself start to love the community even more. If you're away, you start to feel like you miss the environment because your bowels of compassion is stirred to ask God for mercy. Mercy God, mercy for Spanish stone. God have compassion on Spanish stone. Turn your anger away from Spanish stone. God protect the people of Spanish stone. Save the people of Spanish stone. Save the people of the Church of God of Prophecy. Save the people of the PCG organization. God have mercy. Comfort those who are wounded. So these so, so the, the, the intercession naturally flows out of the spirit-driven declarations in the morning because you're in tune to what God is saying. He will also bring names before you while you're praying. 
and you echo those names where God remembers such and such and while you're praying, he might be helping you to go through a list and he stops at one word. Recently, I was, I was praying and the word for that day was peace. May there be peace throughout the day. And there were names coming up to echo the, the, the word. May there be peace for this person, that person, that person. And there's more situations might be coming up and exact words for you to speak and utter in intercession. When the Bible says that you know not what to pray for, it's because the communication between you and God is clogged. Because you have so much things worrying about, God cannot speak to you to pray. Because we should be an open vessel to always echo what God is saying. Because God needs us as an open vessel to echo his words that he is merciful and compassionate towards his people. An example of the intercessory prayer is Daniel 9 from verse 4 down. And the last key is that having quiet time with the Lord in the morning. So Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, keep your thoughts on whatever is pure, whatever deserves praise, things that are true, honorable, fair, pure, acceptable, or commendable. So in the morning, once you're finished praying, by the time you go through the thanksgiving, the declaration, and the intercession, exactly one hour, your watch will be completed. When your watch is completed, you are now preparing the day by retraining your mind through the word. So that's your devotion time. So when you go through the word on a, in the morning on a daily basis, you have a problem. That's when you start to search the scripture. What is, the, what is God saying on this matter? If I have a money problem, how does God sort out finances? How do I bring myself in alignment? What should I do? If I have a health problem and I'm wounded, I have a real sickness problem, what does God is saying? How do I deal and treat with sickness? How should I respond? What type of lifestyle should I be living? What is the dietary plan for um, kingdom persons that God recommends? How should I be eating and sleeping and exercising? What type of food should I be eating? All of those questions will come up and you search for those in scripture. When you find them, you ask yourself the question, am I living up to the standard? If the answer is no, that's when you know you need to change. So when Paul says in, in Romans 12, by be transforming the renewing of your mind, this is the process that you go through by evaluating the word and looking on your life and see if you are in alignment. If you're out of alignment, that is how it means that you need to make correction. This is important because it helps you to learn what God is saying about the problem. Also, it helps you to learn the solutions to the problem. So here it is that you're searching for solutions by reasoning it out. But if you look in the scriptures, the scriptures will tell you the actual solution to fix it. Also, it increases your understanding and about what to pray for. So if you don't know the scriptures about, um, one of the problems in Spanish town is extortion. If you don't know what the scripture talks about extortion, you cannot pray against extortion. You cannot pray the solution for extortion to stop. 
because you don't know what is driving extortion. What is the what is what motivates people to extort? That 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 is why you you think on these things in the morning. You study the scriptures to know the devil's strategies and how to put measures in place by praying. It also helps you to gain God's approval by showing you where you have gone wrong. So you're looking on a problem, money. So you say, for instance, you have a financial problem. And one of the basic financial scriptures is Luke 14, 28, and 29, building the tower. And if you go ahead and buy something without looking at the cost and weighing your options to see if you can afford it or not at this time, you recognize that your decision-making about money should change. Also, the, the, the next thing now is that why is this important is that it gives you principles to evaluate future problems of the same nature. So you deal with one problem in, a, in this area. There's another area that might come up with the same money problem, but from a different angle. Now you're, you have tools and keys to evaluate now, to say, all right, then, cool, this is a problem and we need to deal with. How can I go about this problem? You have a solution. And I say, God, which one should I use now? And that is, you know, making a request to God to show you which solution to apply. So it's not that you're not coming from a place of ignorance. You're coming from a place of knowing and understanding what to do. But before you go ahead and do anything, you ask for guidance. Which last one now comes about in terms of it challenges your thinking and force you to make a decision about the way forward. So to conclude, these five keys about making your request known to God, giving thanks at midnight, making spirit-driven declarations, interceding, and also your devotion and Bible study time in the morning, will give you, will transform your prayer life to be more fruitful. It will also help you to have a good sleeping pattern. It will help you and prevent you from worrying. And it also will give you principles to guide your life and decisions going forward. That's, that's something to think about. What is it that you're doing now? How is it that you're sleeping? Are you worrying or are you praying? Are you studying or are you thinking about the problem? Something to think about as you go forward um, from this day because God is saying to us today, we need to change how we operate. We need to be people of prayer. He says, I want my people to pray. He says, my people, if they humble themselves and pray and change, then... Because God is ready to act on your behalf, but you're not asking for nothing. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. I release a new episode of this podcast every Tuesday, wherever you listen to your podcast. If you find this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This podcast was also brought to you by RemlaMinistries.com. Resources to help you on your Christian journey. Study guides, counseling, and more. For more information, visit our website at www.remlaministries.com.